I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You leave Wi-Fi on, on your device almost all the time. So 90% of people are trackable with Wi-Fi. Every Meraki access point that we've made for the last few years has a Bluetooth beacon in it. So many, many millions of devices deployed by Meraki. And now in the last two years, hundreds of thousands of Bluetooth beacons already deployed in our access points. And, and the new feature that we've enabled is Bluetooth scanning capability. So not only can we advertise out from the Bluetooth beacon, we can also listen in and you just click enable scanning and then you get a whole new functionality of an ability to see all the Bluetooth devices in your network. You're listening to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Ecosystem with Steve Statler. Welcome to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Ecosystem, the podcast for location-aware solution designers and entrepreneurs. My name is Steve Statler from Statler Consulting, and we do business planning, vendor selection, solution design, and we're focusing on manufacturing, which is a great segue today for today's interview, which is with Colin Lowenberg, who is uh, the guy that shepherds the API product through from Meraki, Cisco's very successful um, uh, cloud-based uh, Wi-Fi uh, organization. So Colin, welcome to the show. Thank you, Steve, for having me. Uh, I'm on the product manager team at Meraki, as Steve said, uh, and I'm happy to be here uh, talking to you about the Beco system. Uh, I've got a lot of exciting news to tell you about how we're working with and expanding our own ecosystem of developers. Yeah, so we've got big, we have big news here, I think not just for Cisco and Meraki, but actually for all of us, uh, because I've always believed that the infrastructure vendors are absolutely key to the acceptance of uh, beacons by mainstream users. Uh, when Cisco offers something, then that adds a level of endorsement and a trusted supplier. And let's face it, there, um, when you do things in the beaker system, it gives a little uh, shimmer of hope and excitement to startups that are very interested in being bought by Cisco because you've been known to do that. And obviously, Cisco's massive, $49 billion of revenue, 360,000 salespeople in your extended sales force. So when you have a beacon product, uh, then that makes a difference. And you've actually had one for a while, I guess for a couple of years in, in the shape of beacons in your routers. But the big news today is um, that in the last month, you have opened up an API that allows that to become 
uh, a gateway. And we're going to talk about what does that mean, what's the functionality, see a demo. Um, the, third th the second thing I want to do is just hear from you what you are hearing from customers, what they are asking you for as being one of the key guys in this space within Cisco. And then lastly, it'd be great to hear just how people can partner with you. So sound okay? That's great, yeah. So you, you've bit your focus specifically on um, the API aspect of, uh, of what's been happening. Give us a little bit of context. Uh, I, I mentioned that you've been shipping product with beacons in it. Tell us a bit about that just to establish you know, what's been going on for the last two years, and then we can talk about what you've suddenly activated in the product. So we've seen, you know, Bluetooth beacons growing and growing within a lot of different industries. Um, and there's a lot of battery-based beacons out there and a lot of solutions for people to deploy mobile apps that integrate with your Bluetooth beacons. Uh, and a lot of that's around the customer experience and on their mobile devices. Uh, and so we've put Bluetooth beacons in our access points for the last two years. Every Meraki access point that we've made for the last two years has a Bluetooth beacon in it. So many, many millions of devices deployed by Meraki. And now in the last two years, hundreds of thousands of Bluetooth beacons already deployed in our access points. And they're built in, so they're a cloud-managed beacon. So you can change your major, minor, UUID and the settings that your beacon transmits very easily from our cloud-managed dashboard. So uh, and that dashboard is the, is the single source of truth for your entire Meraki network. So a number of things there. Just tell us, in, in your estimate, what proportion of your base uh, of routers that are out there and operational have got Bluetooth beacons embedded in them? Well, over half a million devices or access points have Bluetooth built in today and are deployed by customers and online right now. So that's, that's the base of Bluetooth beacons that we have out there today. We have millions of other devices that are not Bluetooth enabled, but also have Wi-Fi enabled. So we have millions of other Wi-Fi routers that are also providing location services and can sense all the nearby Wi-Fi devices. And we've had that technology for, for over two years or over four years as well now. So okay. we have both the Wi-Fi and the Bluetooth capability in the same routers. And the Bluetooth beacons, these are basically iBeacons. Um, you've been able to have set up what the UUID is and uh, major and minor device number. And so it's, it's a way of uh, of uh, of activating apps that might see those, and so that's that, that's pretty handy. So, so the, yes, absolutely. We've had Bluetooth beacons, and if you go onto your Meraki dashboard, you can log in, and I'll actually share my screen right now just for a second. You can go and you can configure uh, the advertising UUID and major minor of your Meraki network. And so you can broadcast a Bluetooth beacon from any of the Bluetooth-enabled access points. Uh, and this is actually a fourth radio in the access point dedicated to Bluetooth. And we have three other Wi-Fi radios in there. One of them is dedicated to scanning and listening for Wi-Fi devices. Um, and the new feature that we've enabled is Bluetooth scanning capability. So not only can we advertise out from the Bluetooth beacon, we can also listen in. And you just click Enable Scanning. And then you get a whole new functionality of an ability to see all the Bluetooth devices in your network. So before you, you know, before we look at all the Bluetooth devices, you can also see what's on that Bluetooth device, who makes that Bluetooth device, and you can even set an alert when that Bluetooth device comes in range or goes out of range. You can set an in and out alert so you can see when Bluetooth devices come in range and when they go out of range. Um, and in the last two hours, um, while it refresh right now, we've seen almost 200 devices on the Meraki network in the San Francisco office. So 205 to be exact. 
And what kind of devices are you seeing? So this is more than, these aren't actual um, eye beacons. These are other Bluetooth devices, presumably. These are, yeah, these are, the, while we broadcast in the iBeacon format, we'll listen for any type of Bluetooth beacon that follows the BLE standards. Mm -hmm. uh, so, for example, Fitbits, uh, I can search for Fitbit Flex, and I'll find all the Fitbit Flexes in the building. As you can see, there's one Flex 2. That's my wristwatch right here. This, I just got the Fitbit Flex 2 and upgraded. So I know this is my device right here. Mm -hmm. uh, and I can tag those devices as well. So I can search for my name, and you can see I have an Estimote beacon assigned to my name. Um, and you can track, you can tag and track different beacon devices assigned to a specific tag that you want. Uh, the most popular Fitbit that we see in the office is actually the Charge HR or Charge Heart Rate Monitor. You can see we have 14 Charge HRs in the office in the last two hours. And I can expand that out to the last week or last day to see how many Bluetooth devices are coming in and out of my building. Very cool. This is not a great way of necessarily monitoring people's smartphones. Is that correct? That's correct. You can track a person's smartphone if you swipe up on your device right now. You probably don't even remember, but you leave Wi-Fi on on your device almost all the time. So 90% of people are trackable with Wi-Fi, whereas Bluetooth is more around 20 to 50% of people, depending on the type of person who leave Bluetooth on. But that Bluetooth is not trackable on the phone unless you install some sort of app on that device to track them. Right. So this so is not by, about tracking people's personal cell phones. Yeah. So by so generally, when we use the Bluetooth radios in beacon applications, it's listening for an Estimote beacon or a contact IO beacon, and it, it isn't actually transmitting. Um, and so uh, you, if you wanted to use your uh, Meraki router, then you could potentially track it in the Wi-Fi domain, uh, but unless you've got an app that's actually turning the phone into a beacon, which generally is not something that you do, it doesn't appeal to people from a privacy perspective, you wouldn't do that. So it seems like this is this has got a number of useful plays, and one of it is fleet management. And um, so what are the boundaries of what you can do in fleet management? I think just to summarize what I've already heard, you can see when something's appeared, you can see when something's disappeared, so maybe the battery's run out. Um, can you configure the beacons using this? So today, you can't configure beacons using the Meraki access point. We are open to working with the beacon vendors uh, and considering ways that we could interact with beacons and send out configuration messages. Um, today, mainly what you would use the Meraki access point for is either beaconing in itself or the ability to monitor and monitor and manage the list of beacons that are in your environment. So this way, if you deploy a lot of battery-based beacons throughout your environment, you, you don't have to spend a costly amount of effort surveying and making sure your beacons are still in place every month or every year. You simply check your Meraki uh, data feed and you can see all the Bluetooth beacons that are in range automatically alert you if one disappears or runs out of battery life. So it provides a monitoring solution for beacons right in the dashboard. Uh, but what really extends beyond what we offer in our own dashboard is our API. And when you start talking about APIs, you're talking about third-party applications that build on top of the Meraki platform. Um, and this is where you, you go beyond just the capabilities of our dashboard and you start to say, hey, I want to pull this into my own application. And that's where the possibilities, I don't like to say they're endless, but there are much greater, in, you know, much greater possibilities. And we have a list of those certified developers that build on top of the Meraki platform on our website, developers.meraki.com, 
Go check it out. If you sign up, you'll get an email from me right away inviting you to participate as a developer and get started. Uh, and on that website, we have the details on how you can integrate with our Bluetooth Beacon API. So I noticed uh, at least one of the solution providers there is in the asset tracking space focused on, on, on healthcare. That was Stanley. Um, so it seems like this is a great product for, for asset tracking. Yes, the Bluetooth Location API is really focused on the asset tracking use case um, for a hospital environment where AeroScout has been very successful and Ekahow as well. Uh, you can see this tracking wheelchairs, tracking IV pumps. Uh, in the future, we'll have capabilities and you can track uh, you know, the temperature in a fridge or temperature uh, of, of a room. As well, you can see uh, in other verticals, you see Bluetooth now becoming very popular in the hotel and resort industry. And you can track all of your maid carts, you can track all of your employees, of course, uh, with a Bluetooth-enabled badge, just like we do with RFID today. But now you can have that real-time location transmitted to your servers or your asset tracking application automatically. And the best part about this API is that it's all cloud managed. So all this data is in our cloud and we send it to your server or your cloud so that you can do what your data as you want. So it's your data, we want you to have access to it. Nice, and manufacturing, another great vertical for this. It's certainly something that I have been focused on. If you think about the ups and downs of the economy, uh, people are always gonna need to make stuff and certainly make food. And so the idea of putting beacons on pallets of goods, and if you've already got Wi-Fi in there, um, then it's a great opportunity to use those Wi-Fi routers to do tracking. And let's get into some specifics. So you're not just tracking presence, you're tracking location as well? Correct, so you can see the access points MAC address, the tags or region that you assign to that access point, what floor it's on, the client device, the Wi-Fi MAC address or the Bluetooth MAC address. And it's the same API for both Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. So we do the same API in one API, you can get a feed of all your Bluetooth and all your Wi-Fi access points in the last minute. And you see when you first saw them, when you last saw them, the signal strength, and then we provide the location. We provide the location in a format so you get the latitude, longitude of the device and the XY coordinate on the map that you place in our dashboard. So it uses Google Maps essentially, and you can plug this latitude, longitude into any major application platform. So it's an, it's an easy to understand JSON format, so it's very human readable uh, and very easy for applications to program on top of. Can you show us what the dashboard looks like that that tracks the location of things? Certainly, so the Bluetooth settings I've shown you, I've shown you the Bluetooth clients list. What you can do with our solution is also build an analytics solution and see how many devices are passing by. And this is not the map I'll show you in a second, but you can see how many passerbys are walking by an area, how many people are visiting and staying in an area, uh, and how many people are connecting to the Wi-Fi. So this is the Wi-Fi analytics now enhancing everything by adding Bluetooth to the same API. So you could build these analytics for both both Bluetooth and Wi-Fi, or perhaps, you know, one just, maybe you just want to focus on Bluetooth or just want to focus on Wi-Fi. But now you have the data so you can decide what you want to do with all this data around Bluetooth devices. And if you want to see a dashboard view of 
all of our, our devices walking around on a map, we have that as well. So the what we call that the location heat map. And this is our Meraki office right now. So I'm sitting uh, on the fifth floor and I'm sitting in the room right here. Um, this is the webinar room. Uh, and you can see there's a, there's a heat map and it shows where people are spending the most time. And I can actually play back over time where people spend the most time in the building. Uh, and so you'll see people move around on the map uh, and you can play back the last 24 hours or you can jump back to a different day and play back that day. That's very cool. So how, how much extra does this cost? That's a great question. I love answering that question because the answer is nothing. So there's no additional cost to have the analytics that are built into our dashboard or to have the heat map that's built into our dashboard. Um, so if you want this capability, all you need to do is buy a Meraki access point uh, and go to, and you can go to any reseller and buy your Meraki access points from them. And you buy a license with that access point that grants you access to the entire dashboard and you can configure and control your entire network from this single How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Dashboard. Um, so this dashboard is the same dashboard I'd use for, for, for Wi-Fi management. So uh, I think what the CIOs are going to like is that this is kind of simplicity it's it's not proliferating you're kind of minimizing the number of vendors you're potentially slotting into existing infrastructure that your staff are familiar with so if you're a, a big retailer or something like that that already has this then i imagine that's going to be pretty appealing um what are you seeing in terms of so it's a cloud system so presumably you kind of have a sense of uh, of uh, how many beacons are being seen across your customer base any numbers you can share there absolutely um and just you know obviously the numbers will be out of date by the next you know in a few months when uh we have more and more customers adopting our new api starting to use it uh if you can see my screen now uh, i'm sharing a slide we have over 10,000 integrations done today uh and that's across all of our apis wi-fi bluetooth 
and our dashboard API and our splash page API. So that's that's the number of customers that have gone beyond the Meraki dashboard and added some other feature on top of it. Uh, and we have over a thousand developers that have registered on the developers.meraki.com website. And I've validated 50 solutions and soon to hopefully have 100 solutions that have deployed and actually been successfully deployed by a customer. And I recommend them to our other customers on the website. Now there's only, we see about 10 million Wi-Fi devices per day uh, with our access point deployment. Uh, and we see about 2 million splash page views per day. Um, but for Bluetooth, it's a staggering 50 million Bluetooth devices over a week's time. So divide that by seven to get the daily. Uh, uh, see, there's you know, seven million Bluetooth devices a day or 50 million per week that you could track. And if you're a retailer or a hotel, you could start identifying and tracking these devices. Obviously, you need to get people to opt in to that tracking, uh, or you could use this to track different assets. That's a staggering number. Um, and it, I'm guessing that the large proportion of that are things like Fitbits uh, as opposed to um, classic uh, Bluetooth standalone beacons. Yeah, absolutely. I think wearable, the wearable market has been the real boom for Bluetooth in general. Uh, and since we launched this new asset tracking API for Bluetooth, um, we, what we've done is we put the same Bluetooth into the same API as our Wi-Fi CMX API. So we're able to actually uh, have the same partners that do Wi-Fi tracking to now do Bluetooth tracking. And yeah, there are a lot of different Bluetooth type devices out there. Certainly there's beacons that you can plug into a laptop, small battery-based beacons that you can stick on the back of anything that's mobile. There's infrastructure beacons out there, but you can also just use the beacon in our access point to do the same thing as those. Um, and also the mobile devices are software beacons. Those mobile devices can also beacon out and be tracked. Um, but yes, the, the big market is really the massive ecosystem that you talk about. And I look at your blog and I really enjoy it because I can see a review of all the different beacon vendors out there from Estimote to Radius uh, to Contact.io. We've got some relationships with them because their beacons work with our access points. So we can detect their beacons um, and certain partners like Swirl and Piper are actually delivering applications to our customers using their Bluetooth beacons and using our access points to also monitor theirs. So we're, it's kind of a, a complementary system between the Beco system and now the new Meraki API that can monitor them. Secondly, the wearable market is huge and very quickly growing. So I have a Fitbit, and as you can see on our dashboard, dozens of other people at Meraki also wear their Fitbits to work. But we're not tracking them uh, and identifying them. We're tracking them only anonymously. Um, what kind of accuracy should we expect to get from this kind of setup? Because people put your routers up with a view to establishing connectivity, not necessarily having, you know, really dense uh, populations that probably be kind of expensive. So what, what what's realistic in terms of accuracy levels? So if you look at that map of our of our floor plan right here, you can see there, there's quite a few devices on this map. Uh, and the, the blue devices are the uh, connected devices and the gray devices are the unconnected devices. Um, and the accuracy that we typically would see would be five to 10 meters. Five meters is, is not that accurate in terms of, you know, hey, I'm standing at this table. Five meters is, hey, I'm standing in this room. And that's really the goal of, of that, that overall infrastructure tracking. Uh, but 
you can deploy more access points to get more accuracy. So if I take a look at the third floor of Meraki, uh, you're going to see there's a lot, a higher density of access points. And typically, if you want to get more accuracy on a floor plan, you're going to need more access points to do it. Um, and so if I turn off the heat map right here, um, and you'll see the access points in green. So we have 60 access points on the third floor and only 30 access points on the fourth floor. So there's a much higher density of access points in order to get that increase of accuracy. That's double the number of access points, and it does give you more accuracy by doing that. However, if you really want high accuracy and you want to know where someone is within one foot, in that case, I would recommend working with all the ecosystem vendors because we support all of those beacons out there. You could use any of those beacons to track someone down to the one foot accuracy with a mobile app. And that's where you're trying to engage users with a mobile app that tells you where they are on the map uh, in a very high accuracy, whereas our access points are more going to give you the region level or the area that they're in. And so you can see that they're, they're hanging out in a specific area as opposed to sitting at a specific desk. So let's uh, talk about some examples of where customers are using this, the sort of applications. We've talked about healthcare. Um, let's, because manufacturing's kind of, I'm really hot on that. Uh, one thing that occurs to me is, uh, do, does a warehouse have tend to have Wi-Fi? Uh, presumably, they don't want their workers uh, surfing the web and, and, and that sort of thing. In the warehouse, obviously, you're not trying to provide Wi-Fi or guest access in a warehouse environment. Uh, and, and that's that's pretty common uh, that you're in a warehouse. You're really trying to track pallets or forklifts um, or or VIPs. You may also want to track your employees, uh, and maybe not necessarily your employees, but in a contractor uh, situation. So I've worked in oil and gas. Uh, I spent seven years designing wayfinding and location tracking systems, and the, the most valuable location was in contractor tracking in an oil refinery. You can track where people are at all times for safety reasons. You need to know where they are because if an emergency happens, you need to evacuate that area and locate someone if they're injured. As well, the, that capability also enables you to track the time that people are spending at work versus at lunch or not even at work at all. And so someone could bill you for 12 hours a day for 12 people and you're paying 144 uh, you know, times, uh, times that number of people for hours of man work. Um, and that's a lot of hours that they're spending um, for one day. Whereas if they only showed up with 10 people and they only worked for 10 hours and took a three hour lunch, they're overcharging you quite a bit. And so the goal here is not to, to say, hey, you're, you're cheating, but to identify the worst actors and the best actors and rate and rank who's actually showing up and putting in the most hours. So it can be very useful for that productivity tracking uh, in that industrial space. I would say in the retail space, beacons are more about customer engagement. And, and the asset tracking is more about tracking uh, your, your where what parts of the store are most impacted by marketing and where you should be marketing more. So they use Wi-Fi generally to track out what part of the store or which stores uh, or which regions of stores uh, across all of your sites, which ones are getting the most foot traffic. And typically that's where Wi-Fi is a better solution than Bluetooth. Just to actually bring back something from a conversation that we had offline, you mentioned that you're seeing um, introduction of Wi-Fi in the manufacturing environment because people have Wi-Fi enabled barcode readers and there's tablets that are used for workforce automation. So I think that coverage of the market is is increasing more and more. So Colin, you've got a great um, sandwich shop example uh, using your, your beacon offering. Tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
one of the one of the best things that you can do with a with a Bluetooth beacon in a mobile app is provide some value to a customer, not just advertise a, a coupon or an offer, but actually interact with them in an engaging way. And so one customer has built a mobile watch app, a mobile app for ordering online, and then actually integrated that with our access points for Wi-Fi and Bluetooth location based notifications to let them know when their sandwich is ready. So this way you can look at your watch and say, hey, I'd like to order the same sandwich. You can look at your phone and order a different sandwich that you'd like. You order that online, and then when you walk into the store uh, and the restaurant, you can get a notification that says, hey, welcome back, your order's ready. Please proceed to the pickup window. Uh, and so this is a use case that we see a lot of the QSRs uh, now attracted to, uh, and our customers are really leading that because we have the Bluetooth enabled access points. So they are ready to go, and anyone who has Meraki already should investigate what their options are with our existing partners or consider building it themselves. Yeah, I think anytime you're cutting out the customer's need to tap or swipe, if you're just making things that little bit quicker, someone's head's not going to explode because you're doing this. You're just making life a little bit faster, more convenient, and that's, that's, that's fantastic. Okay, let's wrap up. But I, before we go, I'd like to hear a little bit from you about two partner-related things. Basically, uh, tell us about um, the kind of partners that you have, the kind of partners you're, you're looking for, and then we'll finish off and talk a bit about how people engage with you. So the Meraki Developers Program, if you go to developers.meraki.com and you're interested in becoming one of our partners, just go to that website, sign up, uh, and we'll make sure to give you the gear that you need to get started and make sure that you have the access to the information that you need in order to integrate with us. So we want more and more developers to build on top of the Meraki Cloud platform, and we don't have any fees in order to be a member of this program. So once you join uh, and you get some customers to actually deploy your application and you prove that you're really delivering value to customers, then we can talk about partnership and show how you are, how good you are to our customers. And so on our website today, you can see you know, a lot of the, the group of our partners right now, there's 35 on the website, it's very quickly expanding. And it's a new program within Cisco to expand the ecosystem on top of Meraki. Uh, and a lot of that is tying in with that ecosystem and Bluetooth beacons. So several of these companies on the website are already deploying Bluetooth beacons for customers. That's exciting. So it's it's the, uh, what I would call orchestration layer products, the people that are enabling applications, but it's also the beacon vendors themselves because you're complementary to, to, to Bluetooth beacons. It's exciting stuff, Colin. I really appreciate your taking time to talk with us. Uh, I do believe there's clearly lots of uh, things that you're doing. It's a very powerful offering, but there's also lots of space for other people. And I think when Cisco jumps into this area, it's a great vote of confidence for uh, for, for the market. So uh, definitely all boats rising. Uh, Colin Lohenberg and uh, Cisco Meraki, thanks so much. Hey, thank you very much, Stephen, for having me. So yeah, what were the three tracks that you decided you were going to take to Mars? Uh, obviously Major Tom, uh, Ground Control Major Tom by David Bowie. Um, the very, it's perfect for uh, for space travel, <laughs> and uh, it also is one of my favorite songs, uh, and was my uh, my nickname uh, at university.
So major talk. Um, so uh, I guess I, I'm, I went to space space camp as well. So I, I you know, I'm always prepared uh, for the inevitable trip to space. Isn't it funny? So many people in our industry have that kind of love of science, space, science fiction. Uh, it's just uh, I think it's what gives people the energy to do the crazy hours and uh, things that you have to do. It fires up their imagination. The, the next song would be uh, Island in the Sun, uh, which you know, I, I didn't realize it also has you know, at least a, a solar system theme to it, but uh, in the sense that we are on an island in the sun. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just a really nice song by Weezer, um, and it's kind of like timeless, so kind of kind of a good song. And then uh, on top of that, I would probably... Uh, put on the road again uh, by Willie Nelson, um, and that would be because I spent like seven years traveling on the road, and I was you know always back on the road again after some period of, of not traveling. I was used to just living uh, out of a suitcase and traveling for a living as a consultant. So yeah, I spent I spent a long time uh, designing wayfinding systems and location tracking RTLS systems, um, and I, I meant being on the road and traveling to visit customer sites um, rather than you know working at, at, a, at, a, at a, in an office with a typical uh, chair in a cubicle. <laughs> do you do you get out much now that you're you're, you're that? Yeah. Sure, uh, I, I get to travel. Uh, I'm in product management, but you know, product marketing uh, is sort of part of that job title. So I do end up going to Cisco Live, um, and I end up going to different conferences like Eurosys in Germany, uh, where there's a lot of renewed interest in location tracking or integration with Meraki, uh, and it often. Um, you know, it, also to, to go have these talks about privacy uh, and these use cases for customers, I, I do travel quite, probably once a month or once every two months. All right. So a lot less than you were during the extension days. Well, that's great. Three great songs. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you, Steve. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.